Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and in today's episode, I'm going to talk about a topic that's increasingly relevant for business leaders, the impact of AI on their industries and businesses. AI is transforming the way in which we work. It's creating new opportunities and challenges for companies across all sectors. And in this episode, I'm going to share some practical advice on how to leverage AI to stay ahead of the disruption and how to use it to drive growth and success. So first, let's cover what is AI? How is it transforming industries and businesses? It feels odd even to have that as a first thing I'm going to talk about. It feels like AI is talked about so much at the moment. It feels like, oh, you know, surely everyone knows the answer to this. And yet I've been in meetings and workshops and been uh, had conversations with clients and so on. And I realized that's not the case. It's um, I'm uh, I appreciate I'm in a bit of an echo chamber, given that I'm someone who has uh, spoken to large rooms of people about AI and how to embed it into your business processes and so on. I research a lot on it and so on. I, I just, yeah, I'm I'm clearly out of touch on this. So let's start with a grounding, basic level of knowledge about AI and how it's transforming industries. So first, we have to define AI. So we're talking about artificial intelligence, but there actually are different types of it. There's machine learning, there's robotics, which I think kind of is the one that um, we used to bring to mind when we think about artificial intelligence is thinking about these smart robots. Uh, perhaps we might even then think about self-driving cars. But the big one that's being talked about a lot now is natural language processing, um, where you've got these um, transformer, these models that are able to take a huge amount of information and language and essentially scraping loads of the internet that's fed into it. And then it learns how language works. And the amazing thing is, in the case of uh, that's been really well demonstrated by chat GPT, is that when you throw huge amounts of data in terms of language into a model like that and, and get the um, neural network, this uh, this artificial intelligent um, uh, computer to like uh, analyze it, some amazing stuff comes out and it becomes able not just to write in a convincing way that looks a bit like a um, autocorrect, but actually can come out with some really interesting things that looks pretty smart in some cases feels uh, almost uh, human to the point you might not be able to tell the difference. So there are lots of different uh, types and there's lots of different ways in which AI is already being used in various industries. So for example, in finance, AI-powered chatbots and virtual assistants are already being used to provide customer service and streamline operations. But also, AI is being used to detect fraud and identify investment opportunities already and has been for a little while. In the area of healthcare, AI is being used to analyze medical images like uh, scans and so on. It's being used to diagnose diseases and develop personalized treatment plans. It's even being used uh, in chatbots to provide basic medical advice and support. And those are areas that we're going to see explosions in, uh, in terms of the disruption and the development as well. But even in retail, we've become used to it, I think, around um, AI-powered recommendation systems that are being used to personalize the shopping experience for customers. And some of those things are algorithmic, um, as in they follow an algorithm of if this, then that. So if customer has looked at X, then Y is likely to be a good option. 
but actually there are examples of using artificial intelligence, AI, to do that, where it's less algorithmic and it's processing uh, it based on a, a network of understanding a load of data of shopping behaviors. It's able to then predict it based on much more sophisticated um, history data of what the shop has done and provide better, better answers. Um, AI is even uh, used to optimize inventory management and supply chain operations. And so the, I could go on to pretty much every industry where there are real world examples of companies that have successfully leveraged AI to create new revenue streams, to improve efficiency, to fundamentally disrupt their competitors. And there are examples of well-known companies that you know um, that have already done this and been doing it for a while. Amazon being a, a great example where it's been using AI to power product recommendations. Um, and also, of course, it's uh, AI-powered voice assistant, uh, like the one that sat on my dex, uh, desk that has a similar name to me, but must not be uttered, otherwise I get a world of pain, uh, to enable you know, hands-free shopping and setting timers and all these sorts of things. Um, but also Netflix, we've got used to essentially having AI, um, some algorithmic, some uh, intelligent, where it's personalizing your user experience and recommending content to us based on what we've enjoyed before. Um, but uh, Netflix is also using AI to optimize their content production and their distribution and make all of that work. Uh, Spotify, another what really well-known company that uses it to uses AI to create personal personalized playlists for listeners, uh, predict which songs are going to be popular in future, um, and even to optimize ad targeting and content discovery based on your listening and, and so on. So there's loads of ways in which companies that we already know have got this embedded into part of their businesses that we're used to, um, and AI can be used to. Uh, do amazing things like uh, increasing revenue and, and, and so on through uh, ad optimization, um, but also to streamline operations and automate low value adding tasks uh, and also reducing costs. And in fact, not just in large companies, but in small ones too. For example, uh, a, uh, I was talking to a business owner who had um, recently uh, downloaded and uh, read through our guide on uh, how to use AI and ChatGPT, which is a guide for business leaders. Um, I'll provide the link in the show notes, uh, but it's airmanual.link forward slash AI forward slash ebook. And he was saying that <laughs> he read it. In fact, he said, I read it, then I read it again. Um, and he said that, uh, he said, I'll give you some feedback, like already since reading that guide, and it had only been uh, one week, he said that I'd used it on a task um, that he had to do where he had to take some um, text, essentially content that was already in his website, but needs to be in different format and needs to be rewritten and so on so that you could provide it for these uh, these particular use cases. And we expected that normally that would take him five hours, but by essentially collaborating with ChatGPT in the way that I've talked about in previous episodes about using um, these tools as like a junior employee and having that back and forth, uh, that was reduced to 30 minutes in terms of the preparation for him to uh, get all that done. So there are examples of businesses already doing it. I spoke to Gary Das in a previous episode about he how he had used it to uh, write a job description for a, a role in his business. There are loads of ways in which you can um, use AI to make your uh, what you're doing every day, either regular processes, which I talked about in a different episode where I talked about Anna Moran um, using it to 
uh, make reduce podcast editing and shorten that from days to, to a few hours, um, but also just ongoing sort of creative work that you do. So there's loads of ways in which you can use AI to, to improve efficiency. Um, however, we kind of have to go beyond that. I think in general, um, when in previous episodes, I've talked about AI in a very practical, pragmatic, how you can use it right now. And certainly the ebook um, uh, that uh, uh, that you can you can check out does do some of that, but it also talks about the bigger risks, the bigger opportunities. And I've seen some examples recently with clients that I wanted to to share with you to kind of really illustrate how we're just at the start of this thing and how AI is going to fundamentally transform a lot of industries and how you need to be ahead of that disruption. So if I take uh, an example of a, uh, a client of ours, a training provider, where for them, they uh, essentially provide distance learning training. So it's important that they can provide, um, that they assess their learners on being able to uh, demonstrate the skills that they've learned through their courses. Now, Typically, through distance learning, you have a combination of some coursework and maybe some online tests and also some conversations with uh, some uh, assessor or, or, or essentially teacher who will have that conversation to make sure that you've got that understanding. And of course, there's a couple of, um, there's a few risks. So one of the first is that coursework particularly becomes a lot easier and faster to do when people utilize AI models. Now, the question for a training provider and for um, the assessment companies and the uh, learning regulators is, does that matter? Do, do we want to prevent people from using AI to submit coursework and do their exams? Or is that a appropriate use of tools? I remember a time when it, you weren't allowed to have books in exams uh, and instead had to commit these things to memory and then I know that in certain exams actually it's an open book exam where no you can use these books because the key is being able to find that information now of course you develop that further and you say well why would you limit that to one or two books that you can fit on a desk when you can bring in a computer and access all of that and access the internet and be able to search that to be able to do an exam and of course for coursework that's exactly what you're able to do why would you then limit the use of AI and I think and suspect that's where we're going to go with education. I can't see a world in which AI is forever excluded from the uh, assessment and learning practices. So I think that that training provider that I was talking to, they're going to need to um, work out how to assess and appropriately uh, help people to learn alongside AI rather than against it. And in fact, the discussion we had is, oh, well, should we go and ask you know, the government? Should we go and ask the assessors? Should we go and ask all of that? And of course you can do, but they don't, like, they don't know either <laughs> at the moment. And so this business is actually in a better position than, than, um, than various parts of government and so on are to make a decision on that. They know the industry, they know what's possible. They know whether they, or at least they could spend time working out whether assessment is even possible. So that's something that they are going to uh, be working on and understanding, but they're only able to do that following getting a good understanding of what's possible in when it comes to AI. 
And that's one of the critical things for, for your business and, and f to enable you to assess the potential impact of AI on your industry and on your business is that you can identify potential use cases. You need to be able to understand enough about what's possible to be able to come up with all the different ways in which AI could be used in your industry to disrupt it. Another thing that you can do is to con uh, conduct a competitive analysis. Look at how is AI already being used in your industry by your competitors. Problem with that approach is that you're already a long way behind. If you're already seeing what your competitors are doing, they've been working on that for a while, thinking about that for a while, designing that for a while, and so you're a long way behind. Whereas if you're able to identify potential use cases and particularly look ahead, then you can um, uh, skate where the puck is going rather than uh, to to where it's been. And, and that's going to be important uh, to be remaining uh, when it comes to remaining competitive. Um, the other thing that is probably most important of all of this is that you need to be upskilling your workforce and investing in technologies and trying things. Um, really, you know, with the training providers talking to, they concluded they were going to give our guide on using AI and ChatGPT uh, to all of their leadership team. And uh, there's a, a linked training checklist that they're going to use as well and probably consider then passing that out to a large proportion of their um, uh, staff members, which are nearly uh, yeah, like 200 uh, staff members, because they need every part of that business to understand the implications and be able to spend some time thinking about it. Now, the problem is you don't want to derail people. You don't want everyone in your business to suddenly be spending hours and hours and hours going down YouTube rabbit holes on what's possible in AI and not really thinking practically, which is you know, why in our checklist we, we try and uh, a, it's only 90 minutes and B, it's very specific on what it gets you to do and thinks very practically. And so that's one of the things I was talking about with um, this client. However, at a leadership level, they still need to go further. They need to be, yes, understanding all of that and then really challenging themselves to think out of the box about what could happen in their industry. So as an example um, in, uh, in theirs, um, it's a training, as I say, it's a training provider. And so there's a risk of people using AI to kind of cheat in exams and all these sorts of things. And so we um, live in the session, I said, well, let, let me show you an example. And we worked through an example of a, a question that they might pose to one of their learners to see uh, how good an answer we could get back. And so I showed them using um, ChatGPT4, which is the most up-to-date version at the point of recording, uh, currently only available to plus users, so you have to pay to, to get access to it. Um, and it is by order of magnitude um, more sophisticated than uh, the other ver the previous version, 3.5. And what I showed them is that in answer to the question they gave, it gave a br really, really well-written answer. It sort of missed the point on a couple of things. So um uh where um where there was a little bit of nuance it had missed that however i showed them that if i just then said to chat 4 oh and don't forget this it went oh you're right and then rewrites it with that thought out and loads of background knowledge that you wouldn't expect it to have and so it provided this really great answer that as a result uh, led to audible gasps in the uh, in the room for this training provider and then we, I'll show them how to, you could take that further. I could say, okay, now, uh, uh, now give me an answer about how, because one, um, one of the people in the room said, oh, but um, they wouldn't be able to, 
describe how it would apply in real life and like you know show an example of what they've actually done with it you know that's just knowledge and so i said you know asked chat gpt4 i said okay now apply that to a similar but different example in a real life scenario describing it in the in the first person and so there you go it ends up with yeah so when i was um working on a wednesday uh, someone came in and they were asking da 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 and as a result i did this and uh, checked with my manager who said this and like that can all just be created and so um for them that makes a big change in what they have to think about in terms of um assessment learning what matters in terms of what you're teaching uh how ai might be used but then we went even further because then we said well actually if GPT-4 in its current version is already without direct training on this particular industry, um, so let's say it had been construction, um, GPT-4 doesn't specifically have a load of data in it on construction and construction practices and health and safety and so on. However, in this example, it essentially did the equivalent of doing a good job of giving answers as if it did. Now imagine if you trained it on the manual, the training course that these learners would normally have, imagine how much better its answers could be, right? So if you give all of that, and now it can give really good looking answers with all of that context, suddenly you get into the territory of, is it, is it even that useful to have as many people trained in that, those skills? Because we could just have an app in future that gives us these answers and helps us to plan. And maybe the project manager would just use it. Like it fundamentally changes how you might work. In fact, it means that let's say you're doing a residential build rather than needing a structural engineer and an architect and a builder and a planning person, whatever, maybe you've just got this app that uses the AI and builds a load of planning regs into it. And as a result can answer a load of questions that the resident has before they even start their building project fundamentally you know if you think about like oh but we train uh, structural engineers and then not only does the nature of training change and how you might assess them but actually the very nature of the industry that you're training changes these have fundamental shifts for the businesses and the industries that are in them so as a leadership team you need to make sure that you're um, exploring this and understand this enough and then spending some time to work on the business. Think strategically about where this could be going and how it impacts your industry and as a result, what you could do. Because one of the great things is that um, you can't disrupt yourself. If you're first to, uh, if you spot where um, innovation and other businesses could replace you by doing X, Y, Z, if you then decide, well, in fact, we'll do X, Y, and Z, then yes, you disrupt yourself, but you disrupt uh, uh, your competitors as well. There are loads of examples of, of this in, um, for example, like Kodak uh, was a classic example where digital cameras came in and why didn't Kodak more quickly jump on digital cameras? Because they were worried it would disrupt their existing business. So they held back and they held back and they held back and, the, and it nearly killed them, right? Why did Blockbuster not switch to a model more like Love Film and Netflix sooner? Because it was going to disrupt their existing business of taking late fees, right? So they held back and held back and eventually it killed them. Um, there are loads of examples of this where, uh, and in fact, this great book, uh, The Innovator's Dilemma by Clayton M. Christensen and also his follow-up book, The Innovator's Solution, 
where he talks about this, like disruption is not a new thing. Disruption is constantly happening in every single industry. It's just the speed and the, uh, the where the wave is, is what's different. AI is an example where we're going to see disruption in nearly every industry. I'm yet to find an industry where I've been able to unable to identify a way in which it's disrupted. So I'm almost entirely inclined to say every industry, it will disrupt it. You need to be identifying where and when, and as a result, be ready to uh, essentially disrupt it yourself and um, add more value. That's the key is it's, it's all about uh, market. The way that markets work is if it adds more value, if it's faster, if it's cheaper, if it uh, gets a better result for the end user, for the client, for the resident of the property, for the builder, whatever it is, then that's where things will go. So if you focus on that, that will help you to identify the uh, where the opportunities are for disruption and as a result, what you're going to need to do about it. There's a few other things for you to think about. Uh, one is ethics. It's a big piece that comes up. Uh, another is law around AI. Um, we'll perhaps cover them in other episodes because there's a whole piece around that. Um, but uh, make sure that you have uh, got at least a basic understanding of some of the issues around privacy, bias, um, job displacement, um, but also um, when it comes to AI, um, uh, making sure that you're not putting sensitive data inside it and so on, like any other tool. So make sure that you and your teams understand uh, some of those issues so that you're not already walking into into holes when we're in just starting. Um, uh, and uh, make sure that uh, you and your teams are using AI in ethical ways. For example, um, you still need to be very careful both ethically and legally on things like um, job candidate sifting. You know, all the laws and so on still apply. So just be careful that you don't put processes in black boxes uh, by using AI that you don't understand and then you don't realize why one candidate got rejected and another one got accepted and you couldn't explain that decision and so on. So make sure that you've got a good understanding um, of that uh, and uh, particularly where it matters. Um, ultimately, overcoming and avoiding disruption is about creating a culture of innovation and adaptability in your organization. You know, you need to be giving your teams the basic understanding and the inspiration and the space to be able to identify uh, how your organization can um, uh, adapt and uh, utilize uh, AI in it to uh, to make sure that you can continuing to grow your performance, achieve great things and, and so on. When you've got that um, culture of innovation and so on in place, when you when you provide um, when you provide your teams with the with the training, with the guidance, with the inspiration, you'll get some really amazing results. And I think you'll, you may even be surprised by finding individuals within your team that are actually um, either re already really interested and hot on it or after spending a bit of time on it, really love it and come up with great ideas. And in fact, this is a great area, uh, a great area for your teams to be adding value because it's an area that there are loads of areas of your business that you're the expert. If you're a leader, you're the expert, right? And so often you're having to answer the questions. This is a perfect example to get a wider pool of your organization in providing ideas and sharing thoughts so that you can then be a more of a curator and a decider rather than have to be the person that comes up with the with the ideas and the decisions and uh, potential opportunities and so on so uh, uh, encourage 
learning, encourage exper experimentation, encourage some risk taking to try and get those results out, out of them. Um, or, or perhaps the best thing I, I could say, and it was um, said by uh, Ankur Modi um, uh, at a, a Q&A session that I was part of, where um, he talked about like one of the best things you can do is be playful like play with these tools, get your teams playing with tools to learn about some of them uh, and uh, without uh, fear. Uh, I think it's a really great recommendation and um, that's ultimately like, you know, our guiding checklist and so on gets gets people to do that for that reason, because you, you want people to feel more confident with these tools and, and able to throw some ideas around. So I hope you found that, uh, that useful. There's loads of other uh, avenues that I could go on, but I hope that that helped you to really think about some of the ways in which um, your industry, your business could be disrupted by AI, what you could do as a result, and particularly some of the strategies around educating your teams and encouraging uh, playfulness and so on um, will uh, stand you in good stead. Uh, I highly recommend the uh, the guide that we wrote, the Business Leader's Guide to AI and ChatGPT, which you can get at airmanual.link forward slash AI forward slash ebook. Uh, it's full in terms of the content, like it, it covers uh, what you need to know about AI, the ways in which AI can help, the business risks, how to start getting value from AI. It's got uh, a case study in it and also uh, talks about uh, some of these specific steps that you can take and how to train your team and so on. So uh, do check that out. I uh, hope you find it useful. Do provide some feedback. Um, but otherwise, uh, thanks so much for, for joining me today. Um, I also wondered, have you already subscribed to the podcast uh, or either on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform? If not, do that now so that you don't miss future episodes. Uh, and if you found the content today extra valuable, relevant to you, and you think other business leaders should be getting benefit from this, please just take 10 seconds, share it on social media, or uh, if you really want to uh, do me a favor, then take one minute, leave a review uh, on your favorite podcast platform. This will help the podcast get more visibility and enable, enable us to help more people and invest more in delivering great content. Uh, and speaking to great guests and so on, because uh, we've got some fantastic ones coming up. So uh, thanks in advance uh, for doing that. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.